I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Coffee Break Italian, Season 3, Episode 26. Buongiorno a tutti, benvenuti a Coffee Break Italian. Io sono Mark. Salve a tutti, e io sono Francesca. Come stai Francesca? Benissimo Mark, grazie mille. E tu, come stai? Tutto bene, tutto bene e con voglia di cominciare ah, la lezione di oggi. Sì, sì, sono contenta. Hai studiato il congiuntivo? Sì, un po'. Ho provato a usare il congiuntivo nelle conversazioni di ogni dì, ogni giorno. <ride> sì, ogni dì, sembra molto intellettuale. <ride> molto, molto alla, all'antica sì, sì, i medici usano la parola di sì, oh. ad esempio prendi questo antibiotico due volte al di wow, questo non sapevo ma non si usa molto no, a volte però diciamo anche buon di buon di, certo sì, sì, okay. sì what are we talking about today on Coffee Break Italian season 3, episode 26? Okay, today we are continuing in a way with the subjunctive, but we are going to see how we can use the subjunctive we have learned to form if clauses or hypothetical clauses. Okay, so I think this is one of these situations where some examples will help. Allora, bando alle ciance? Sì, diamo inizio alle danze. Ok, allora, Mark, if clauses. <laughs> yeah, if, if, we, if we listen a little more to some examples, then perhaps we will understand. Oh, is this an if clause in English? <laughs> uh, I think so. <laughs> That's a good start. Ok, so what are if clauses? If clauses, as I said in the introduction, are uh, clauses, sentences, sentences that we use to make uh, hypotheses. Okay, and there are different types of these uh, if clauses, yeah? Yes, because it depends on the scenario, the the situation, and uh, how possible something is, how likely something is to happen or not. Okay, let's look then at the first type of if clause. Okay, first of all, we should mention that the magic word here is uh, Se. Se, of course, meaning if. <laughs> esatto, sì. So, if we are in the present tense and the hypotheses are basically facts, realities, then, uh, first of all, we don't need the subjunctive because we are talking about uh, real things. Mm-hmm. And we just use uh, the, the indicative or at times the imperative if we want to give a command or an order. Let's see some examples. Yeah, okay. Ad esempio, se piove, ti bagni. 
Okay, so thinking about this in English, if it's raining, ti bagni, bagnarsi, you get wet. Si, so this is a fact, yeah. a truth. It's like scientific. <laughs> Purtroppo. <laughs> si, 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 soprattutto in Scozia. <laughs> Oppure, se piove, prendi l'ombrello. Okay, so if it's raining, take the umbrella. So prendi being the imperative there. See, this is an order, so uh, something that you must uh, do. And as I said, we can also uh, find the, the indicative in the future tense. Ad esempio, se pioverà, ti bagnerai. Or we can also mix the tenses. Se pioverà, ti bagni. So they were saying if it will be raining, if it's raining later on, mm-hmm. ti bagnerai, you will get wet. Sì. Or you get wet. Because, uh, as our listeners know, in Italian it's quite common to use the simple present with an idea of future. So it's not really necessary to use the future if we don't want to. Okay. I always kind of think of these if clauses a little bit like a seesaw. uh, Okay. You've got uh, the if with the the one tense on one side balanced up with another tense on the other side. So here on the two sides of our seesaw, we've got the indicative of the present or the future. And on the opposite side, we've got an indicative or an imperative balancing up. Okay, that's a nice image. (laughs) So what about another type? Well, in the second type is where we start seeing the subjunctive making an appearance. Okay. Because in this uh, type of hypothetical clauses, we are talking about uh, uh, situations, events, which probably are not very likely to, to happen, to come true. There is still the possibility, but very often they are unlikely to uh, to to happen. Okay. But what we are describing here is happening in the present, in the now. Okay, so give us an example of this one. Ad esempio, um, se fossi più coraggioso, cambierei vita. Right, so here we've got our imperfect subjunctive to begin with. Se fossi... Più coraggioso, if I were more brave. Obviously, in English, we may say if I was more brave, but in official, (laughs) correct (laughs) English, we typically say if I were more brave or braver. Cambierei vita. So, cambierei a conditional there. It's the conditional. So, I would change my life. I would do something different with my life. Exactly. So, we are talking about the present, like if I were braver now, but we are using the imperfect subjunctive to convey the idea that I'm not brave just now. Mm -hmm. In the same way, we use the imperfect subjunctive with magari, if you remember, Mark. Okay, so let's look at another example. For example, if I said, if I won the lottery, I would move to Australia. Okay, that's a good sentence. Se vincessi la lotteria, mi trasferirei in Australia. So again, imagining your seesaw, we've got two sides of the seesaw. The first side is uh, the imperfect subjunctive here. Se vincessi la lotteria. And then the other side, we're using a conditional, balancing up. So the imperfect subjunctive balances with a conditional. And we can, uh, well, we'll just translate that second part. So mi trasferirei, Mm -hmm. conditional, in Australia. And we can also think of this the other way around. If two people are on a seesaw and it's balancing, they can get off and go on the other sides and it still balances perfectly. Sì, sì, sì. Mi trasferirei in Australia se vincessi la lotteria. Always balance with imperfect subjunctive and a conditional afterwards. Now, if another tense came on afterwards, it wouldn't be balanced. 
So that's why we need those two tenses, yes, the combination. Esatto, Mark. È molto, molto importante. Sì. Give us one more example. Ok, ancora un esempio. Se avessi un figlio, non gli lascerei usare troppo il cellulare. Ok, that's a little more challenging. Se avessi un figlio. If I had a child, a son, I suppose, sì, literally. Sì. Non gli lascerei. So I, to him, would let, would allow... Usare troppo il cellulare. Uh, I would not allow him to use too much the cell phone, the, sì, the mobile, mobile phone. phone. <laughs> esatto, sì. So okay. this is the idea of the second type. As, as we can see, these um, hypotheses uh, are not true yet, but there is like somehow the chance that some of them could still happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can still win the lottery and yeah. move to Australia. So at times there is still the possibility for some of these uh, um, ideas to come true. But for the moment they, 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 don't. they don't. Tell me, Francesca, do you play the lottery? Uh, at times in Italy okay. I do that. Uh, yeah, here in Scotland I'm not really used to that. Yeah. But in Italy, yeah, I like to buy a wee gratta e vinci. Okay. <laughs> like a scratch, a scratch card. card. <laughs> si, si, si. I think the funny thing is when you win, I'll always say I, if I won the lottery, but I don't really play the lottery, so I'm never <laughs> going to move to Australia. <laughs> Chissà. Chissà. Okay, let's look at our third type of se. Uh, clause. Okay, the third type, first of all, refers uh, to the past. So we are making hypotheses, but referred to the past. So in this case, uh, what we are expressing cannot come true anymore. Mm -hmm. So at times it's a bit sad. (laughs) Okay, okay. So this is the sad one. Um, Let's see an example. (laughs) Okay, se fossi stato più attento, Non avrei commesso quell'errore. Lovely. Now, what we're going to do is see this again and see if our listeners can identify which tenses are on each side of the seesaw. Listen again. Se fossi stato più attento, non avrei commesso quell'errore. So, on the one side, we've got se fossi stato. So, stato is our past participle of the verb essere. Sì. And here we're using it with se fossi stato. So that's the imperfect of the auxiliary verb essere in the subjunctive. Sì. So it's a trapassato del congiuntivo. Sì, sì, the pluperfect subjunctive. Okay, so the pluperfect subjunctive on one side. And listen to what it's connected to on the other. Non avrei commesso quell'errore. So avrei, conditional tense of our auxiliary verb avere. Sì. And commesso is our past participle of the verb commettere. So I would not have committed that error. So if I had been more careful, I wouldn't have made that mistake. Perfetto, sì. So the idea is that it's now too late. Like I was not careful, I made that mistake and things cannot be changed. Okay, and it's very important to think about that. Non avrei commesso. That is not the conditional, it's the conditional perfect because sì. we've got the conditional of our auxiliary verb plus the past participle giving us the conditional perfect on the other side of the seesaw from the pluperfect subjunctive. Perfetto, sì. Let's have another example. Ad esempio, se avessi studiato di più, avrei superato l'esame. Okay, so here we're seeing one with avere. So this is the verb studiare in the, the pluperfect subjunctive. 
se avessi studiato, if I had studied, avrei superato l'esame. I would have passed the exam. So again, it's too late. The exam has already taken place. I didn't study. I didn't pass it. And we cannot change this situation. Oh, dear. <laughs> que disastro. <laughs> so let's think about this a little more because we can also make either side of the seesaw negative. Si. So, for example, if I hadn't studied, I wouldn't have passed the exam. Se non avessi studiato, non avrei superato l'esame. Sì, si, perfetto. Okay, Francesca, is there anything else that we need to know about all of these se clauses? Are there other ones? Uh, no, but at times there is like a type which we can describe as a mixed. So, okay, give us an example. <laughs> Ad esempio, um, we can talk about uh, um, hypothesis related to the past, as we have just seen here. So, se followed by the pluperfect subjunctive, but the effect... Uh, can still be in the present. Uh, so um, I think it's easier as with always an example, with yeah. an exam <laughs> example. So if we take the previous example with the studiare, we could say, uh, se avessi studiato, sarei più rilassato adesso. adesso. Uh -huh. So if I had studied, I would be more relaxed now. Si, okay, si. so that bit is in the present. Even though we're using a conditional, don't think of the conditional as a tense related to time, it's related to the mood. So si. if I had studied, I would be more relaxed now. Esatto, sì. O se avessi vinto la lotteria, ora avrei una Ferrari. <laughs> Magari. So if, if I had won the lottery, I would now have a Ferrari. Sì, sì. Okay. And tell me, I think in sort of spoken Italian, I might have heard people oh. kind of making a mistake here. Is that right? Ai, ai, ai. <laughs> sì, especially in the spoken language, I must say that quite often we tend to simplify this structure because obviously it contains the pluperfect subjunctive which is quite a a big uh, uh, <laughs> a big tense as such so at times we just simplify things and use the imperfect uh, indicative. Okay, so give us an example of this. Ad esempio, it's quite common to hear things like uh, se venivo te lo dicevo. Um, right, okay, <laughs> let me think of this. So is this the equivalent of saying se fossi venuto te l'avrei detto? Sì, 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 sì. You can see that it's faster, yeah. easier, <laughs> obviously. And, uh, and yes, it's really quite common in the spoken language. So is this the equivalent of saying se fossi venuto? Sì. So se venivo becomes se fossi venuto. Sì, o venuta, if it's yeah. a woman. Te... L'avrei detto. I... Bravissimo. Okay, so okay. taking te lo dicevo um, into te l'avrei detto. So if I had come, I would have told you or sì. if I were coming, if I, if I was going to come. Esatto, sì, sì. Okay. O un altro esempio è se lo sapevo non lo facevo. <laughs> <laughs> se l'avessi saputo. Sì. Non l'avrei fatto? Bravissimo, Mark. If I Bravissimo. had known, I wouldn't have done it. Bravissimo. Okay. Sì, that, sì. To be honest, I know you're saying that it feels easier saying that, but it's further away from the English, so I find that actually more difficult, okay. just using the imperfect tense for both. Interessante. I think it's just good to mention these things, especially 
thinking of our listeners when they go to Italy for like their holidays or to study in Italy and they they can be exposed to this type of language. So it's good to make them aware, but we don't want to encourage them to to use the, let's say, colloquial version of the if clauses. And I have to let our listeners uh, into a little secret. Whenever I'm just talking to Francesca in the office and and I managed to say a nice subjunctive sentence. She always gives me a little round of applause. Okay, after the break, we're going to listen to a conversation which features lots of these set clauses. And that is coming up very soon. In addition to the podcast version of Coffee Break Italian Season 3, we are also putting together a full course on the Coffee Break Academy, where you'll be able to access bonus materials to help you make even better progress with your Italian. That's right. Not only will you be able to enjoy an ad-free audio version of each lesson, we'll also provide a bonus episode in which we'll go through every detail of the dialogues and a third episode for each lesson in which Francesca will be testing us with some translation challenges based on the lesson topic. Of course, there are comprehensive notes and a video version of each lesson too. Visit coffeebreakitalian.com and follow the links for season three there. Bentornati, and they're just meeting for, for a catch-up. But Michele is a bit worried because he might be losing his job and he's already looking for, uh, for, a, for a new one. 
And Jada is, is a good friend. She's been very, very supportive. And she even suggests that they buy a lottery ticket together. Funny you should mention that. <laughs> sì, che coincidenza, vero? So they start dreaming about the, the things that they could do if they win the lottery. <laughs> Let's have a listen to the conversation now. Ciao Michele, scusa il ritardo. Ciao Giada, non preoccuparti. Ho approfittato per leggere gli annunci di lavoro. Scusa, ma perché stai leggendo gli annunci? Eh, è proprio questo il motivo per cui ti ho chiesto di incontrarci. Che succede? In pratica, se l'azienda dove lavoro non riesce a raggiungere il target di vendite, alla fine dell'anno chiuderà. Cosa? E sì, hai capito bene. E se chiuderà... Io rimarrò senza lavoro. Mi dispiace, è una situazione terribile. Più che altro è una situazione che avrebbero potuto evitare se avessero ascoltato i consigli del vecchio direttore commerciale. Quello che è andato in pensione due anni fa? Esatto. Lui aveva previsto tutto, ma non lo hanno ascoltato. Dicevano che era troppo vecchio e non era al passo con le nuove tendenze. Eh... Se ci fidassimo un po' di più delle persone con esperienza, il mondo sarebbe un posto migliore. Lo so, ma non tutti lo capiscono. Comunque, se fossi in te non mi preoccuperei troppo. Hai un bel curriculum e conosci molto bene il mondo dell'economia e della finanza. È vero, ma sono un po' stufo. Ho bisogno di cambiare aria e fare qualcosa di nuovo, di più creativo. Se, ad esempio, domani mi offrissero un lavoro come organizzatore di eventi, lo accetterei senza pensarci due volte. Anche se ti pagassero di meno? Penso di sì. Però devo stare con i piedi per terra. Non è facile entrare in questo settore e non ho nessuna esperienza precedente. Ascolta, mi è venuta un'idea. E se comprassimo un biglietto della Lotteria Italia insieme? Il primo premio è di 5 milioni di euro. Eh, niente male. Se fossi sicuro di vincere quel bel malloppo, comprerei subito un biglietto. Beh, non si può mai essere sicuri. Però, alle volte nella vita bisogna rischiare, no? Hai ragione, mi hai convinto. Se hai tempo, possiamo andare insieme a comprare un biglietto. Ascolta... Adesso non ho tempo, ma se per te va bene, ti lascio 2,50 euro. Il biglietto dovrebbe costare 5 euro. Mettiamo 2,50 euro a testa, così, se vinciamo, dividiamo la vincita. Ok, facciamo 50-50. Mm, sto già sognando. Dai, dimmi tre cose che faresti se dovessimo vincere. Così su due piedi non è facile. Se fossi il vincitore del primo premio... Fammi pensare. Allora, sicuramente lascerei il mio attuale lavoro. Viaggerei per il mondo almeno per un anno e ovviamente finirei di sistemare la mia casa. Mi sembrano delle buone idee. E se mi restassero dei soldi andrei due settimane in Sicilia con te. È da una vita che vogliamo fare questa vacanza. Beh... Sai cosa ti dico? In Sicilia ci andiamo comunque. Certe cose non possono aspettare. Ottima idea. Cosa farei se non avessi un'amica come te? 
che bella conversazione. <laughs> Ti è piaciuta? <laughs> sì. I thought it was so interesting the way they just happened to use all these say clauses. Isn't sì, it wonderful? Sì, è incredibile. <laughs> non so, non so come sia possibile tutto ciò. <laughs> Obviously, we'll go through that conversation in its entirety in the bonus episode. But for now, let us take a look at roughly what went on in the conversation. Okay, va bene. Um, so, as I said uh, at the start, before the dialogue, we have two friends, Giada and Michele, who are meeting in a cafe for a catch-up. Okay, and so when, so when Giada arrives, she uh, she's quite surprised to find Michele reading the job adverts in the newspaper. See, and uh, he's doing that because apparently the company where he works uh, will close if they don't manage to reach, I think, the uh, sales target. Mm -hmm. So uh, he's worried about being unemployed very soon. Yeah, and Michele thinks that this could have been avoided if the advice of the previous sales directors had been listened to. And Jada, um, Jada agrees with what he says, and she says that companies should trust, uh, they should trust more senior employees, uh, people with a lot of experience. But she's also trying to reassure her friend as well. Yeah, she thinks that Michele has a, a great CV and a good knowledge of economics and finance. Wow. <laughs> uh, but Michele fancies some sort of a change of career, I think. So he doesn't want to stay in the field of economics and finance anymore. And for example, he would be happy to accept a job as a, a organizer of events if he were to be offered one, even with a lower salary. Yeah, and then Jada comes up with the, the, the suggestion that they both buy the, a lottery ticket together um, because the first prize is worth 5 million euros. Wow, niente male. Niente male. <laughs> so Michele would buy a ticket only if he were sure to win. But Jada says that he cannot be sure and they just need to, to take the chance to take the risk. <laughs> yeah, so Michele suggests then that they go and buy the ticket together. But unfortunately, Jada has no time. So instead, she gives him half the money and he'll buy it himself. And then at this point, she very um, handily asks uh, what Michele would do if he were to win. Yeah, and I think he has quite clear ideas. He would, first of all, quit his current job. He would travel the world for a year and he would finish refurbishing his house. And he also suggests that uh, he would go to Sicily with Jada uh, with the remaining money. But Jada suggests that, you know what, they should just go to Sicily anyway, even if they don't win the lottery. <laughs> and Michele ends the conversation um, saying that he wouldn't know what to do if he didn't have a friend like Jada. Yeah, she seems like a, a very good friend. <laughs> okay, that's almost it for this episode, but there's still time for Ancora Una Cosina. Sì, come sempre, anche in questo episodio c'è una cosina, Mark. <laughs> e cos'è la cosina di oggi? Oh, cos'è la cosina? Okay, la cosina di oggi, di questo episodio, is linked to something that Jada said when talking to Michele, and uh, uh, in particular when she was saying that in life, at times, you just have to chance it, you just mm -hmm. have to run uh, risks. Yeah. <laughs> 
So our cosina then is? In italiano diciamo chi non risica non rosica. So I think we've come across this at some point before. Let's look at what these words actually mean. Okay, this is a lovely um, phrase expression. I really like the r and s sound uh, in it. And it means uh, those who don't want to run risks, they cannot obtain anything. So the second verb there, rosicare? Rosicare, sì. Eh, rosicare significa to know, but no as in G-N-A-W. Yeah. And you can actually, like, hear the sound. <laughs> <laughs> so, literally, who doesn't risk doesn't know. Sì, sì, that's <laughs> the idea. in English, people say nothing ventured, nothing gained. Sì, molto più pratico in inglese. <laughs> sì. And I should also say that risicare is the more Tuscan version for the Italian rischiare, mm-hmm. rischiare. Good. So you wouldn't say chi non rischia, non rosica. No, I think we would all say chi non risica, non rosica. And because risica and rosica are so similar, so there are just only... Um, a couple of vowels that are different. So yep. it sounds, uh, the, the, the sound effect it creates is really nice. Absolutely. Okay. Allora, Francesca, vuoi dire ancora qualcosa ai nostri ascoltatori? Eh beh, voglio dire, cosa posso dire? Beh, se avete capito le frasi ipotetiche, siete davvero bravi. <laughs> e ovviamente, se avete delle domande, Potete iscriverci. Sì, 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 come sempre. Siamo felici di, di rispondere alle vostre domande. Allora è tutto per oggi. Grazie mille e alla prossima. Alla prossima. Ciao, ciao. You have been listening to a Coffee Break Languages production for the Radio Lingua Network. Copyright 2022, Radio Lingua Limited. Recording copyright 2022, Radio Lingua Limited. All rights reserved. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.